Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren. Today we're going to be talking about Silly Game from Rave Unto the Joy Fantastic. Recorded early 1999 at Paisley Park and released on the 9th of November 1999. On the track we have Prince and then uh, later in 1999 Claire Fisher added some strings and uh, a very prominent flute line. I'm not quite sure where that came from. I don't know where <laughs> what possessed Claire to suddenly... Uh, put the, I don't know if that flute line is actually a flute or maybe it's something Prince is doing. The track is 3 minutes 30 and joining me <laughs> to talk about it today... Is Ollie Brady and Emily Bellet. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Darren. This is the first time that Emily has been on the podcast. So, of course, you know, as is tradition, I'm going to ask you, um, you know, what is your experience with Prince? How much, you know, how aware were you of him as an artist? Um, do you, you know, recall songs being released in your childhood by Prince? Um, <laughs> you know, what are your memories of Prince? I have very few memories of Prince. He was not part of my upbringing or anything. That actually, the first awareness I had of him was. The Muppets had a show after the Muppet show called Muppets Tonight. And uh, I remember seeing commercials where Prince was coming. and He was trying to get past Bobo the Bear at security. And he was saying, oh, I'm the artist formerly known as Prince. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. You know, so that was my first awareness <laughs> that there was someone named Prince. And then uh, since then, I've only heard the songs that get play on the radio. So a lot of like. Little Red Corvette, Raspberry Beret. Uh, if you're lucky, some Purple Rain. That's kind of how much he's played here. Um, but I did take, I took a class that was about music in movies, and we talked about Purple Rain a little bit. But I haven't actually watched it. But uh, yeah, I understand uh, there was some controversy with the music in that movie, and I understand why he changed his name to a symbol. And I know that he's from Minnesota. That's what I know about Prince. <laughs> also, he did a song called Controversy, so um, which is not in the film Purple Rain, unfortunately. Mm. The song we're discussing today, City Game, you know, comes from Raven to the Joy Fantastic, the final album that Prince released before the end of the millennium. I, I don't know, for a genre, um, I'm going to say that this is like a, I think, pop song, I think probably sums it up. Uh, yeah. You know, it feels to me like... <laughs> it's very, it's like R&B. Yeah. It's a slow jam. I mean, like the th like the theme of the lyrics seem to be, um, I don't know, like, <laughs> it seems there's a mention of sugar daddies in there. And, uh, you know, Prince called... I mean, Prince never has any luck with people calling on the phone. Either they don't take his call um, <laughs> or, like, they call him... Like, they, they he had, someone else answers the phone. And so there's a little bit of, like, him, you know, getting happy about someone, pho you know, answering his phone in this. Um, and, you know, so... I don't know, it's, it, it's funny because this feels like a very kind of... There's a couple of tracks actually on Rave that feel more kind of, like, juvenile. You know, at this point, Prince is, I don't know, like, I think 41, something like that. Mm. This doesn't feel like the song of someone in their 40s. This feels like Prince kind of, you know, trying to reach back to those feelings of being, you know, young and in love. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, I guess that's why he's framing it as like a silly game. You know, that doesn't seem like a very mature approach to a relationship. You know, it seems like something a bit more kind of childish. You know, in the, like in these circumstances, I feel like Prince is playing a character rather than this is Prince. 
Um, you know, I don't. I don't think Prince is saying to anyone he's going to be their sugar daddy. I think he's. I think he's saying the exact opposite, Darren. Yes. He's like she's been running around town telling people that he is going to be a sugar daddy. He's like that ain't the way it's going to go. No. I'm Prince. Yes, <laughs> again. I'm Prince. <laughs> that's no, that's not that's, that's Michael not Jackson. <laughs> that's when I'm not an accent master, Emily. I know he sounds exactly like you do. <laughs> Prince had Prince had quite a low and soft voice, which surprised people considering how much falsetto he used. Um, I'm Prince, and uh, there is a little bit of falsetto in this song as well, um, mostly for mm-hmm. the, the I would say chorus, but it's just one line, which is why do we play this silly game? That's like that's the chorus essentially. It's just one line that gets repeated throughout the song, um, mm-hmm. you know, rather than you know uh, like a full chorus, which is something that is kind of common for late nineties Prince. He seems to have given up on choruses. And he just likes to stick to verses. Well, he kind of did the same for uh, Repop Goes the Zipper, where it's just him saying that five times. Yeah, Repop Goes the Zipper has no has no chorus, essentially, other than, than just the title. And Purple Rain. Yeah, Purple Rain has a pre-chorus, though, which gets repeated a couple of times. So, But yeah, I mean, you know, he's, 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 sometimes he's not one for doing a chorus, um, and he certainly doesn't do that in this song. Um, We're not attacking Prince. <laughs> it's okay that he does that. You are not attacking Prince. I'm I'm finally going to have it out. This is my fifth time in the podcast. I don't have to be nice anymore. Darren. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of start with the lyrics. You know, Prince he he frames it as uh, you know I never thought you would be the one that I'd want to run to. So whoever this person is who he's talking about, he never expected to be you know in this particular position. Um, I don't know why he's running to them, um, but you know this is also a person who he never thought would make them care. Um, even though you've done me wrong, Prince tells us, uh, which always makes me think of that uh, that article on the Onion where it says Yemen done me wrong, and you see you see a, a map of Yemen and you see a, a blues artist, um, and, a, <laughs> and a particular blues artist is talking about how the entire country of Yemen has done him wrong. Yeah, and he says for some strange reason I can't explain, I get happy knowing you phoned because your voice could kill my every pain. Which, uh, you know, why do we play this silly game, he asks, uh, in harmony uh, with the second prince coming in under there. Um, Yeah, and then verse two, Darren, I I have a little bit of an issue with uh, how he's tortured himself to to make this line work. It's like, I never thought you would be the one that I'd want to give to. A diamond ring. <laughs> That's not nobody in their right mind would have that second two before the word ring. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, you'd be like that. I'd want to give a diamond ring to, like that. That makes logical sense. Uh, not that I'd want to give to a diamond ring. Yeah, you try to write a song, Brady. <laughs> but it sounds it sounds like he's saying, "I've got this woman, and I'm going to give her to a diamond ring." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, diamond ring. Have a gift of a lady, please. Yeah, it's. I think it's just because obviously he's trying to match the the meter of the first verse, isn't he, to make it um, similar. Yeah, so he's, he's trying yeah. to, to he, match it up. Um, and then of course he says, "Anything you ask me to, but you there you were bragging to your friends, making up some story that's so lame that I was down to be your sugar daddy, <laughs> one way ticket to ghetto fame. Why do we play this silly game? I mean, no. What is ghetto fame? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think know. he's saying that she, she he's. If she goes around talking like that, she's going to get a reputation. Yes. For maybe not the, being the highest class of yeah. <laughs> somebody who just wants to be saying who wants to get famous in their local area for being a certain person. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, to be for being a gold digger. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, she's getting a diamond ring, so 
And that it seems like Prince is giving that willingly to her. So it's, she's not really having to do much digging, is she? She's like literally. Well, I don't know. He seems a bit tortured as he's given that diamond ring. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I do like the idea that someone is bragging about having a sugar daddy. Like that seems like such a kind of odd con. Like I don't know if you were being kept by some sugar daddy. I don't know that you'd spend all your time telling your friends and bragging about it. Because it just, uh... I don't know that that makes you, it doesn't make you seem, like, I don't think that's a very positive thing. I don't think, I don't think but people it, will be like, oh, well done, you're if, taking someone else's money? I mean, But if you have a sugar daddy, I don't think you're the kind of person who would be ashamed. I think you value money in a different way that other people do, and so you probably would be going around and bragging. That is true. All but I have to got... do is x y and z and i get all this money but x y and z is what's given her that ghetto fame exactly I mean, a lot of people have a sugar father like that because um, <laughs> i won't use the phrase but a lot of people have a sugar father and um, these these guys are just paying for everything at uh, on the off chance of getting a little bit of action later on so like if you're the kind of person who's happy enough to accept that as your lot in life. I'm sure you have no problem telling your friends about it. Darren, I have a question though about this. Yes, song. go for it. Is he writing this as if the girl is saying, I'm getting down with Prince? Or is he representing the everyman who might happen to have a little bit of spare extra cash? Uh, I mean, to me personally, I don't feel like, you know, that Prince is in this this particular story. I feel like, you know, this is, this is a character that Prince is playing. And, you know, that character could be an everyman. Um, who just happens to have a little bit of money to spend on someone um, and is, you know, throwing diamond rings around like it's, uh, you know... Or throwing women around at diamond rings. <laughs> yeah. He wants depending, to on, depending on the central no. structure, yes. Um, he wasn't expecting to want to give someone a diamond ring, though, so he's not just throwing them around. He's saying you're special because I want to give you... I mean, he can't ring. explain why he gets happy when they phone either, so... Exactly. It, it does feel like this is an unexpected relationship. Um, which I don't think would that wouldn't fit Prince. I don't think Prince ever unexpected a relationship. <laughs> I think I think every relationship that happened with Prince, Prince was pretty firmly in the the ball game of like, yeah, this is of course this person will go out with me. I am Prince. Um, of course, Kim Basinger will be staying here in Paisley Park for the next three months because I am Prince. And uh, what? You know, mm-hmm. that's what happens. That happened. Yeah, Kim Basinger, Prince had a thing. Yeah, while he was doing the soundtrack that... for Batman, um, <laughs> that thing was called cocaine. <laughs> Good for her. He then he then tells us that you know every every night you weren't at home out in the streets just acting grown, uh, never with a bodyguard or chaperone. Uh, so he's really going for the rhymes there. Uh, then I hear a rumor that breaks my heart. Instead of taking care of yourself, you're tearing yourself apart. Now why you wanna? Now why you wanna go and do that, love? <laughs> um, which uh, I think I think not in not in my accent that would sound better, but you know someone would be like, <laughs> it was it, Darren. Now, it sounds very it's very uh, Ken Loach movie. Like, yeah. Oh, why you want to go love. do that? Love? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite northern enough to kind of pull that off. I feel, <laughs> and that's when we kind of get like a, a brief middle eight, and then Prince says, "Why do we play this silly game?" Um, you know, and then he kind of reiterates the start of, "I never thought you'd be the one I'd want to run to." Um, now, I think, you know, that final kind of verse is interesting, particularly because Prince feels like uh, whatever the age of this this uh, this other woman is, that she is now acting grown um, and also that she should have a bodyguard or a chaperone. So, God. which I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how that casts this particular thing. I don't know if maybe Prince just feels like the streets are very dangerous where they're living. Um, you know, the Twin Cities are known for their high crime. 
Um, and so obviously <laughs> you should always be going out with a bodyguard. Uh, I mean, this also maybe speaks to I Prince's own experience. I don't think that's what it is. Well, uh, Prince, Prince, of course, had a bodyguard from like 1980 through to his death, you know, mm-hmm. which was always a, a, a very burly white gentleman following him around. So I guess he's just used to people having bodyguards. No, I think it's that he doesn't trust her to go out and make the right decision. What he sees as the right decisions yeah. for her own morality or whatever. Yeah. I think that I think that I think Emily might have it here. Like she's she's acting grown, like she can make her own decisions. But like this character the prince is representing is like, no, I I'm I'm the the sugar father in this situation, and you should be doing what I want you to do. Um, and then he hears that she's out, like, uh, shall we say, Gallivanting. looking for other people to provide her with the sweet sweet sweets that she wants, the sugar, and um, <laughs> and then that's basically tearing herself apart trying to service two fathers but it's and, just uh, and it's it's weird it's just aspartame compared to what prince can offer <laughs> yeah it's just like fake sugar uh-huh. as we call it in uh europe darren aspartame yeah um that's weird yeah uh, <laughs> and not and not whatever america aspartame <laughs> aspartame uh- and uh, I mean, I I do like that, like this whole kind of you're tearing yourself apart, which is like that feels a little bit dramatic. Things have ramped up quite a bit. Before it was just kind of you know rumors and stuff was lame and it was ghetto fame, and now it's like you're tearing yourself apart. It just feels like it's way better if you imagine it in a Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> you're tearing yourself apart. Yeah. Uh, also, Prince, not one who's normally known for being dramatic, so that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I just sometimes I do like how some of the, his songs, particularly some of these like story type songs, do tend to escalate quite quickly. Um, you know, in particular, uh, another lonely Christmas where someone ends up dying like halfway through the song, and Prince is <laughs> drunk on banana daiquiris. Like the the whole thing just Wait, escalates really it, quickly. Was it Grandma? What's that, sorry? Was it Grandma who died halfway through the song <laughs> in Another Lonely Christmas? Because she got hit by a bloody reindeer. No, it wasn't, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, he kind of, he kind of, the, the final verse, he kind of changes up the first verse where he says, you know, no matter how far I run, it'll never be the same. In the end, there's only us to blame. Why do we play this silly game? Um, and, you know, we finish off with him asking, you know, tell me why. Tell me why. Why do we play this silly game? Um, and then as the as the kind of song finishes it we just kept Prince saying game and uh, you know <laughs> I kind of I like that he just finishes with half the title um, of course you know this the silly game that they are playing is essentially entering into a relationship <laughs> so uh, it feels like Prince is downplaying it a little bit by just calling it a silly game um, you know and also I think it feeds a little bit into the kind of stereotypes of like the battle of the sexes and you know, like the idea that a relationship is combative or, you know, there's not kind of like any cooperation. You know, this feels a lot like very kind of one-sided from the point of view of... I mean, Prince is obviously only given his side, um, but it does seem like he, you know, he's getting way too excited over phone calls and then he's getting way too mad over somebody walking the streets of uh, the Twin Cities, you know, without a chaperone. Yeah. It kind of it reads to me like... Um... He started this relationship with the girl, right? And he's way more into her than she is to him. And then he's obviously, because he's way more into it, he's providing her with money when she asks for money and he's giving her cash or whatever and um, paying for her to, to, you know, to get diamond rings or whatever to make her feel special. And then he finds out that the whole time he's doing this, she's been running around with other guys or whatever and telling people, oh, he's just my sugar daddy, your sugar father, sorry. Um, <laughs> and he's not... Uh, 
He's not uh, He's not actually somebody that she cares about. So to him, it's like they're playing this silly game where he's trying hard and she's not really into it. She's and that's why games. he's never going to be the same. She's just playing games. And it's like he is never going to be the same now. So he's probably not going to trust other people yeah. Um. after this. So he's, he's probably been jaded and, and hurt by it. So uh, it's, uh, I think it's a pretty powerful song when you when you, you look at it like that. I mean, the song before this was called I Love You But I Don't Trust You Anymore. And this feels like him simply reiterating <laughs> that, but in a slightly different way, um, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I would say that this is probably uh, four out of five. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy the production of it. <laughs> I, the, thing, the thing that I haven't mentioned at this point as well is the Claire Fisher strings, you know. And uh, I'm always a fan of whenever Claire Fisher puts something onto, uh, onto a Prince track. Um, and, I, you know, it, like despite the kind of odd kind of stalkerish lyrics... Um, the song feels quite light and it doesn't feel too kind of serious. Um, you know, there have been songs that Prince has done kind of in roughly in the same vein before and they generally have had like stark production and they've had like kind of drum machines and kind of synths. And, you know, I, I feel like the kind of the light production and in particular what I think is a flute line, although there's no reason why that couldn't be on some kind of synth, um, I feel just makes this song feel quite light. Um, and, you know, maybe you know maybe the kind of the the seriousness of the lyrics is kind of offset by the fact that the production is you know a lot lighter than you know you would expect i enjoyed it but i enjoyed it i thought it was a good nice slow jam that you could maybe maybe not dance but like sway a bit too and uh yeah i enjoyed it it's now like the sixth prince song i've heard uh darren of the so of the songs that um i've been on for uh the last one was la 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 i love you um and this is like a light version of that like a a not as good a version a a a version of a similar type of song it's got it's got a different a different theme to the lyrics or whatever but it's that kind of poppy but kind of still kind of his voice is still kind of croonerish in it to me Mm. and um and to me, it's no, it's not even close to being as good. Now, I'm not gonna crap on it and give it like a two or anything like this here, but it's a, it's a, it's a solid three. It's a song which yeah, I, I played two or three times today, and I had it in the background, and it was nice, and I enjoyed it. But if you remember the last time I was on, I was raving about that song, and it went into my, um, it went into my rotation, in my mm-hmm. daily doing stuff, songs that I like listening to because it was it was that good, and I'd never heard it before. So um yeah I, I was I was disappointed with this but it's still like a three out of five like it's, yeah it's I'd a give good it tune. a three. As with a number of songs off Raven to the Joy Fantastic, um, Prince didn't perform this song live, um, and to my knowledge, no one has ever covered it. So <laughs> so it kind of just remains uh, <laughs> you know an now. album track. Yeah, um, it's, it remains an album track. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the the problem that I have with Rave is so many of the songs were kind of a little forgettable. And so for me, this is actually one of the more memorable songs on the album. And I think that's probably because of the the production. And also, I mean, this is something I've said on some of the other episodes, but it doesn't start with him singing the title. That's something that he does on pretty much every other track on this album, is he just literally <laughs> announces the title of the song. as uh, Starting with the title track, which is opens with Prince singing the words Raven to the Joy Fantastic. And this doesn't do that. And I think that's why I probably like it more than some of the other tracks um, you know, on this album. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it is kind of just like a light song, and uh, you know, I mean, at this particular point, um, you know, Prince had had quite a heavy year in like ninety six, ninety seven. 
So it's kind of nice for him to <laughs> at least just kind of put out some songs that were a little kind of less serious. Um, you know, and this is kind of one of the, the less serious songs on this particular album. So uh, I, I like this as a companion piece to one of Emily's favorite songs. And I would like to imagine that Chris Isaac is actually singing Silly Game. So he's like, what a silly game you played to make me feel this way. Because it's like when you think about it, like the two songs really mirror each other. Like, I don't think it's about so. a guy who's clearly more into a girl than she is to him. And that's what Chris Isaac's Wicked Game is about. Well, you know, we oh, started the 90s. We started the nineties talking about games, and we finished it talking about games. You know, that was pretty much that was pretty much what the nineties was all about was games. Um, so anyway, I felt like we said about as much as we can about city games. So uh, let's go to plugs, and I'll leave it to the two of you to decide who plugs what. <laughs> okay, Emily, you can you can plug the podcast. Okay, Ollie and I have a podcast. Everyone, it's called Best Acquaintances, and we talk to normal people. Uh, we have talked to Darren before, so it's just Ollie and I hanging out, getting to know our internet friends, and we have a lot of fun. Right, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of fun every week, and uh, I think Darren's episode was very good. Mm-hmm. We find out that he uh, he prefers Friends to Fraser. Yeah. Which uh, it's controversial. we have to call, call, call you out on that, Darren. <laughs> well, you know, I just I just enjoy people who are friends more than people who are Frasers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can find us uh, on Twitter at at Ollie and Emily, uh-huh. uh, which is the name of our uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> and uh, if you do tweet at us uh, or start reading our tweets, it's Emily's doing that because clearly <laughs> I do not know how it works. Right. Um, and we also have a podcast group, which is called Best Quits Podcast. And it's on Facebook and it's got the nicest people in the world in there Darren's a member mm-hmm. and uh, everyone there is really nice and sweet and if anyone ever does anything that they should be doing we kick them out because yeah. zero tolerance and bullshit <laughs> and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guests here Ollie and Emily thank you for having <laughs> us it was an absolute pleasure goodbye Bye.